Welcome to Inside Legion, the podcast that takes place inside David Holler's mind. I'm Alex. I'm Justin, chicken chat, hanging out in the medulla oblongata. <laughs> I'm Pete. Let's do this. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode of Legion. We're going to be recapping and chatting about episode, not episode 10, chapter 10 of FX's show. To give you guys a brief bit of recap, David Holler was lost, then he was found. Turns that's out it. he... Uh, that's it. And that's it. <laughs> so, Legion is a very complicated show. I think we'll get into a lot as we're talking about it. But the biggest thing you probably need to know is that there's a lot of uh, double dealing going on. David Holler, who may be the most powerful mutant alive, is working with the Shadow King, his sworn enemy, the person who controls his life for decades to try to find Amala Farouk's body. We don't know exactly what's going to happen yet, where loyalties lie, uh, but that's kind of where we leave things going into this episode, so let's jump right into the it. The only other thing I would add is uh, David loves Sid, mm-hmm. uh, but their relationship is a little weird when he was gone for a year, and he had an interaction with a future version of Sid yes. last episode. Yes, and Exciting. because of that, because he has this deal with future Sid, he hasn't told present Sid what's going on, which is potentially going to be a big fracture I think that's right because you know I had a relationship with a future version of my wife briefly yeah. and it was a uh, it was hard oh man how many like, arms did you have are yeah. you serious uh, yeah are you saying time travel is possible uh, time travel is possible well, I let me be fuck, honest man I'm I'm the Justin that was on time today. Uh, no, that is not true. Uh, that doesn't exist. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah. Really. In you, no multiverse is there a Justin who's on time? There is no. There is no universe where that actually happens. Also, like I'm future Justin. I'm the guy that's late. <laughs> that's how you know it's future Justin because he's not uh, on time. Why didn't you Marty McFly that shit and get some like scores from games and stuff from your lady so you could be rich? It's not about money all the time, Pete. Sometimes it's about love. Oh, oh man, and that's, that's what Legion's all about. What a waste! The power of love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't take money. Dan, Dan. Uh, all right, all right. Let's get one of my favorite Dan. things about Legion is how it's a remake of Back to the Future. Is that one of your guys' favorite <laughs> you know, people things? People don't talk about it, but it is. It, it really is. That's right. the reality. Let's jump into it. First scene: David and Lenny and Oliver, who are right now kind of two aspects of the Shadow King, but as we find out later in the episode, more trapped by the Shadow King than anything else, are on a merry-go-round together, uh, talking about how they are going to get Amal Farouk's body back. Uh, this is great. Everything with Oliver and with Lenny is great. I love the relationship. I love them interacting with David, which in a weird way is something that I don't think we've actually seen yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Where they're each on their own footing in a fun way. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because I feel like Oliver is actually the Shadow King. It seems like in this scene. Right. And Lenny is Lenny, which is this aspect of this character that uh, David used to know when they, in his junkie days. And she seems to have some independence from the Shadow King in an mm-hmm. interesting way. And then David is David. Uh, yeah. And I think we can jump ahead and talk about this just because it illuminates a lot of what's going on in that scene. But it does turn out later, Lenny, who was the... Uh, visual representation of the main antagonist in season one has become her own personality. Uh, We never really met Lenny. Like we met Lenny kind of briefly, but maybe inside David's mind, maybe not inside David's mind. We do know that the body that Lenny had ended up embedded in a wall when David released his full powers, his full Shadow King powers in the first season. Uh, But any relationship that Lenny and David had prior to that was all a creation of the Shadow King. So what they talk talk about a lot in this episode is it's unclear to Lenny how much is Lenny and how much is what the Shadow King built. Now, 
saying all that sounds insane, but the fact that we can follow that and understand what's going on says so much about how well the show is done. True. I mean, there is amazing tripped out scenes and people are the same but different and are they in minds and are they not? But it is weird, but you can follow it, which what I really love. And I think artistically, they're doing stuff in such a nice way that even if you're a little confused, they still give you enough where you're not driven mad by it. And also lets you sort of f- try to figure it out yourself. Yeah. Like, I feel like what last season we made, we did so much theorizing yeah. about mm-hmm. what was real and what, what wasn't. And I feel like this season is all about what not less it's less so what is real and what isn't it's more about like who is who's allied with who like yeah. whose allegiances yeah uh, i, I want to get to the back to this uh, this particular thing just to just remind me in a little bit but this the whole shifting allegiance thing is very x-men yes like, there's a lot of really hardcore x-men things that happen in this episode which i thought were a lot of fun very cool um the thing that i think makes it work is now that david has his mind back it's not as fractured as it was in season one he gets to be the straight man he's the guy yeah. who's asking <laughs> all the questions he's the guy who's pointing out like well that's weird but what I like about the show is it doesn't it's not winky to the camera that's weird not like oh boy brother look at these guys it's more like that's weird all right let's move on yeah like there's a moment towards the end of the episode where David drops some insane information on Sid and Sid is basically like okay I believe you all right what do we do about this yeah and it's great. I mean, it gets to what you guys are talking about. And it's sort of the same way we take in the show. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't know exactly what this is, but that's cool. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So, And I love that. Like, yeah. We have been, as opposed to us trying to figure out David, we are David in this show. Yeah. And in the same way, we're like, so Lenny wants her freedom from Farouk, we learn in this episode. And I think that uh, the Lenny that is inside the Shadow King has been changed by David. Like that mm, yeah. Lenny is part David. So I feel like we have these different aspects that we we keep like following. Right. And I feel like we're sympathetic to Lenny in that same way. The other thing that I thought was really fascinating about this episode, as we learn more about Lenny and Oliver's place inside of the Shadow King, one thing that we haven't really gotten about Legion, is the character Legion, the character David is we haven't seen multiple personalities from him, which is something we know for the comic books. The Shadow King now has more personalities than David does. That we know of. Yeah, which is fascinating that they flipped that dynamic in a way. Anyway, so you get to see them on the merry-go-round. They made a deal. Then we go to a field, which is a major new location this episode, with a fortune-telling booth at it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Oliver, it turns out, is looking at Oliver. Oliver is talking to Oliver almost in a mirror way. Uh, and then we get these phenomenal opening credits. I love the opening credits of this show. And they did this. This wasn't a special effect. Yeah. This is a practical effect that they shot through the mirror ball, yeah. and, or through they, the uh, crystal ball, they and really created it. the crystal so ball in this episode. cool. Yeah, oh, it's great. I love the, the their devotion to practical effects. There's also, uh, you were touching on this a little bit, Justin, but one of the major things themes, I think, of this episode is perspective, and they play with perspective in the shots a lot. There's a point when, and I know I'm jumping around a ton here, but when uh, Oliver and Lenny attack uh, Division Three, and Oliver Shadow King grows to enormous size over Carrie, but it's all perspective. Like they just bring the camera low, so yeah, he looks yeah. gigantic, and they bring the camera high over her, so she looks small. It's such a simple effect, but it works. It works so perfectly. Well. Like, yeah. and it's so Alice in Wonderland, but in mm-hmm. that sort of clean, old-fashioned way where it's just unsettling. Yeah, it's not about really 
selling us on him getting bigger. You right. Know? So what happens with this field uh, and with this deal is that David leads most of the forward aspects of Division Three into this field to go and find the Shadow King. But what's actually happening is that David is distracting them. He's keeping the way from Division Three so that Lenny and Oliver can go in and look for clues to where Amal Farouk's body is. Uh, but let's talk about the field for a little bit, just yeah. because we are there and there is sure. some stuff that's going on. Uh, we learn who Vermillion is. Vermillion is the three androids that are the voice of Admirable Fukuyama. Yep. Uh, Gold basket face. Basket head. Basket yeah. head. Here's, a, here's an interesting Reddit theory that I found today that I'll throw out to you guys. Oh, watch out. Stay off Reddit, dude. Uh, yeah, dude be careful nuts. with that. Yeah. Don't even get it into the Westworld theories because... Yeah, your dude, eyes we're not are, talking about that. Let's your go. eyes are bloodshot, dude. Oh, my God. They are. I didn't sleep at all last night. I was just trolling Legion stuff. Admiral Fukuyama is just a few letters away from Amal Farouk. Oh, oh. shit. Yeah. You just blew my mind with that. Fuck. Yeah. So I was doing that's again, cool. like I went down the wiki just to make sure I, I knew what was going on with Admiral Fukuyama. Uh, according to the wiki, he is a mutant who is horribly scarred uh, when his powers emerged, when they were testing him. And so they put this basket head on him to be to hide his face. He only speaks through Vermilion, through these three yeah. androids. What that immediately made me think of was not Admiral Fukuyama, but Zorn, the character from the comic books. Yeah, Basket now, Zorn. Yeah, Basket Zorn. Now, it's hard to really, that wicker doesn't really really protect uh, the leaking powers <laughs> yeah. as so much. So for those of you who didn't read the comics, uh, don't read about Zord too much because the history went kind of insane at a certain yes. point. Uh, but back when Grant Morrison was writing New oh, X-Men, uh, no, we could do this pretty simply. They met this character named Zorn who seemed to have mental powers, who was a very, almost like monk-esque. Tying he, well, into I the think show. he was found in uh, a the, monastery, right? Yeah, a monastery in the Him- Himalayan right. Mountains. And it turned out that Zorn was all a plan for Magneto to destroy the X-Men. And eventually he takes off the mask. They flash back. You see how all of his powers were actually magnetic powers the entire time. So I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit of a far out theory, but the idea that Admiral Fukuyama is actually Amal Farouk, and that's why he's hiding his face. David can't read him, which is a very curious, interesting thing. So immediately when I read this, it was like, well, if that's the twist they're going for, that makes a lot of sense. Sure. And that would be really yeah. horrible for everybody if that actually happened. That's a fun reveal. Or are you saying maybe the, uh, Admiral Fukuyama, Fukuyama is Magneto? I don't think we're going to get a Magneto. You don't think so? I don't oh, think so. Man. That would be pretty crazy. That would be Ian McKellen? Yeah. The entire time? The Bad whole ass. time. Oh, man. That would be pretty great. Well, so while this is happening, we get this attack on Division 3 from Oliver and Lenny, where they dance through and turn everybody into pigs and fish. Uh, I want every single episode of the show to have a musical number at this point. I know. Oh, it, man. Well, and even that was like a musical fight, which was uh, just as fun, just as cool. It was a great, like, trippy fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, just super fun. We see Carrie like working on this orb. Get a little clue that the orb is. Uh, we and later we find out like the orb is actually from the future. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Get to the little teases about that. We should that. mention. Yeah, we should mention the piece of information that Carrie drops. This is Boy Carrie. Uh, Boy Carrie drops that he says. Oh, this is so weird. It's almost like I designed this thing. And we yeah. know that the orb ties to the future has something to do with the future. So he probably he did. probably did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he's trying to crack it and can't because. He's not his future self, like future Justin. Oh, man. In the same way. <laughs> That's got to be so frustrating. No, it was you, but you can't crack it. No. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, man. That's the tough. future self is just a little bit smarter. 
Yes. Like I can't wait to meet Future Pete. I feel like I can actually talk to that guy. <laughs> I doubt it. Future Pete's dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, man. So they attack. Uh, David feels super guilty about it and spends most of the rest of the episode trying to repair his mistake, trying yeah. to repair the, uh, because they end up killing a bunch of the guards. Yeah. Um, and he's mad about that because he was like, yo, no killing. Yeah. So, oh, we should yeah. also mention that during the attack, Carrie and Carrie get super hurt. They get oh, switched. Man. Yes. Well, switched uh, and sort of they get separated and then they can't they get flipped, as you're saying. So So usually girl Carrie is inside of girl boy Carrie. Yeah. Uh, But then it ends up the other way, which has some really bad ramifications for girl Carrie down the road, because it seems like by the end of the episode, maybe she's aging. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not good. No. Yeah, getting old sucks. Oh, oh man. man. Look at that. Like, I don't know who you switched with, but you're <laughs> gaging fucking well, fast, dude. Oh, I would like, yeah, can no. I meet girl Alex? <laughs> are, you the, are you the Justin for the rude dimension? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> the future's rude, and so am I. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so they switch, which is um, also a problem for David, because what David wants to do is he wants to travel to the future, talk to Sid, make sure that what he learned while he was in the orb is actually true, but unfortunately girl Carrie doesn't have the technical know-how of boy Carrie, so they have to jury-rig it together a little bit. But um, it works. Yeah, but it works. Uh, we get a nice, uh, it does get souped up. What I liked about the way they shot this was this this show seamlessly jumps from like a trippy, sort of like 60s uh, feeling show to like an 80s sci-fi movie. I, yeah. When he got in the tank it had these great, like almost like original Tron style effects which I thought were super cool. Yeah, and he does end up in the future, and he does see future Sid, who has one arm, and this was the X-Men point that I wanted to talk about, because again, this is such an X-Men comic thing, going to a post-apocalyptic future, getting a warning, knowing that mutants destroyed the world, and seeing this alternate reality that you have to stop. I know that's been done a billion times in pop culture, but the way that they executed was such an X-Men comics way of executing it, I thought. Well, and I I do think they, uh, Noah Hawley takes a lot of nods from comic books, and just finds a way to reinterpret it like the way uh, Sid's voice was a little bit like messed up and like it really puts us in a place where we feel how different it is and he doesn't mm-hmm. have to show us like look yeah. this computer's smaller or whatever uh, that I feel like a lot of shows like this would do yeah. um, so I, I want to talk about a theory about this so yeah. there's a bigger bad that uh, Sid is talking about who is it like what is it well so let's lay this out a little bit because it, as long as future Sid is in fact telling the truth and we kind of have to assume at this point she is based on the way that David and Sid are acting. Plus, she's been a pretty reliable character the whole time. All two of these episodes. Well, yeah. and the first season. Sure, but this is future Sid. It could be Amal Farouk. It could be somebody else. Something else could be going on. What we find out is about a week from now, David bashed in Amal Farouk's head in the desert, took yeah. care of the Shadow King. That's it for Amal Farouk. But Amal Farouk was the only person who could stop what was coming next. She references an egg, which is somewhat a reference to a story that we're told in the first episode about how which continues in, in this. Right. About how delusions grow. Mm-hmm. But it could also mean potentially a literal egg. Whatever it is, there's some sort of virus, something that has basically destroyed the entire world. Mutants are being hunted, as usual, uh, and they need to change history in order to save the world. Do you have a theory? It seems like maybe you do, Justin. I have two theories. Uh, okay. One, actually, we should talk about later, but the theory I was thinking here is that uh, David is the big bad. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, unless Boo. I, I don't think, cause I feel like what you mentioned it, like Amal Farouk takes over David. I don't think so. I think 
David killing them all, Farouk's body fully releases him from mm-hmm. uh, all of the Shadow King's sort of what I think is limiting his powers a little bit or keeping him sort of in a certain place. He becomes free, can't control it. Everyone dies. Yeah. Uh, and I think that sort of uh, speaks to what's happening in the Astonishing X-Men comics is this mind killer plague. Zorn's in, uh, or no, Zorn's in uh, X-Men Blue. But uh, There's a lot of X-Men comics. There's a lot of X-Men comics. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that that is, uh, that's a nice way to sort of wrap all this up. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw out two theories to you, and this is just based on the words that they used. I know the egg thing was referenced to the delusion story. Could be a phoenix egg. We could be seeing a phoenix egg, baby. Oh, I'm no crazy way. for saying Magneto's in, and you're like, Phoenix is going to yeah. be in this. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, well, that movie's never coming out, so it's not a big yeah. deal. And then the other thing, since they mentioned virus, maybe it's the legacy virus, which is a virus that targeted mutants and wiped them out. I don't think they're exactly going to do either of those things since they're not exactly doing the comic books across the board, but the far-fetched one was some sort of iteration on Apocalypse. That was the only other thing that I was going to throw out there. Well, I, th- I thought Apocalypse sort of rhymes with uh, the X-Men world that this show explores, yeah. but I also think the way they're talking about delusion and infection and stuff, it feels like David's psychosis is the disease yeah. uh, that would affect, uh, affect the population and mm-hmm. kill them. And that's why like everyone would blame David, and so they have to kill mutants. Right. To me. Cool. Uh, so after this, though, should we jump ahead to when David confronts Amal Farouk? Uh, let's uh, to a brief sidebar into the um, sort of little mini piece they have in here with the yeah. tick and the bloodhound, which they did this in the first episode with yeah. uh, the, the delusion stuff. I love these. There's a whole thing where teaching a child the wrong things um, is a way like the red and light. we got and a John Ham voiceover too. Uh, we did get some more John yeah. Ham, which I love some ham. Uh, yeah. And I so feel like I, that, the thing that I took, messed me up, that story. Uh, totally. In case you did watch this episode for whatever reason, uh, we get told this story. Uh, we see Oliver teaching a kid that red is green and green is red. And then he says, remember, red means stop and green means go. Except I'm having trouble even saying this out loud because it's it's hard to wrap your brain around that. Well, and I think watching it, I was like, oh, that, that's wrong. And then you're like, oh, no, wait. Yeah. That kid. So I, like, I yeah. feel like he fucked our minds yeah. the yeah. way they did, uh, absolutely. did it. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. I'm uh, crazy now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> that show made, made me crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, your virus is spreading to me and to Pete. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but also, let's get weird. Uh, <laughs> but, God, Alex, we have kids. Let's teach them wrong stuff. Oh, that would be so much fun. You guys should yeah. totally do that. Have you ever heard about the lady in Russia who locked her, I think it was son, in a room with birds? So that and only talk to him in bird language. So yeah, that was all, Mama Zalbin, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Ma <laughs> Zalbin. No, no, this is a true story. No, this yeah. is one hundred percent real. Uh, so when they found him, he only knew how to speak bird. That's awesome. Yeah, it's real cool. I'm jealous. Cool mutant power, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other line in this is, we are the only animal on Earth who goes mad. And I was like, yeah, yeah I love that shit. Yeah, I love that. I was also like, is that true? Yeah. I feel like monkeys probably go a little crazy. Uh, dude, no. What well, about... But- yeah, also you see, like, dogs kind of go mad where, you know, they foam in the mouth, and then, like, you see well, dogs... Well, that's rabies. Who, this is, like, saying... Yeah, but that. also, like, there are dogs who are, like... They'll be, like, in the corner and, like, depressed and scared and shit. You need they to just, go crazy. like, work with your dog. Yeah, I don't have a dog. 
Yeah, oh my God. that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Oh. Or do you? Yeah, oh. I think you need to take good care of that dog. dog. Let's move on to the confrontation then. So David does come face to face with Amal Farouk. He's trying to set up a meeting with, he thinks Oliver or he thinks Lenny, but it turns out it is Amal Farouk himself. This is the first time we hear and see the Shadow King, the real Shadow King yeah. speak. How did you feel about this performance? Uh, I th- again, back in the crystal ball, we see David yeah, walking we, up. We see the, the upside down crystal ball, which I thought was cool. Is he the crystal ball? Is he David or is he inverted in the crystal ball? I thought that was a nice little metaphor coming into this. Um, and I love this. They go. We get into a wrestling match. Well, yeah. wait, I'm just curious, just as comic book fans, because this is a character that we've known for a really long time. What did you think? I thought this was a very realistic interpretation of the. Yeah, how did you King feel about comics? him? I thought it was really badass. Given that uh, there was a little, I felt a little bit of disappointment just because I like Lenny and Oliver so much and I cared about them so much to feel, see the real Abal Farouk felt like it took a little away from them in a certain way. Oh, interesting. Um, I, I didn't because I like the idea that we're seeing the face of the bad guy. Cause yeah. I actually think that that is a weaker, like I, I felt like f- the, the real Farouk was the weaker front and Oliver and Lenny are the scarier fronts. Mm. Of the villain. Interesting. Okay. I, I still liked him. I thought he was great. And yeah. I loved having him on the show. But we'll get to the Lenny scene in a second. We'll talk a little bit more about this. So they face each other. First, they do a wrestling match. And Straight out of Riverdale. Yeah. It's yeah. basically what it was. He was like, uh, Amal Farouk was Hiram Lodge. Yep. And uh, David was Archie. Thank Archie. you. I don't know why I blanked on that. Archie, he's like the star. Oh, okay. Archie and David are the same character, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. No. They both make the same smart no, choices. No. Yeah. Just, who, who do you prefer? Sid or Carrie? <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, male Carrie. Uh, great. Okay, so... Uh, one thing I want to say that happened before this, um, there's a... David goes and sees Sid, uh, or the, we see a shot of Sid's room, and the slime trail uh, from the delusion thing in last episode is running into Sid's room. Yeah. Which is which so you interesting. Think that Sid has the delusion, or David has the delusion? I don't know. But Sid, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that. All right. Well, so we get this confrontation. And again, it's great. Amal Farouk immediately throws the, ah, you are playing the wrong battle and twists it into a samurai fight. And then David pulls out a tank and then Amal Farouk becomes a cloud that's destroying him. Visually, this is amazing. I love seeing this. And I loved seeing the ending that Amal Farouk is still very much in control, that he's playing with him. You know, I've talked about the comics a lot of this episode, but this is what Amal Farouk does in the comics. He plays literal mind games with Professor Xavier and Legion in the comics as well all the time. So seeing that visually represented, that gave me the same thrill as that uh, episode last season where we got to see the Professor X uh, Shadow King fight on the board. So cool. Great stuff. Yeah. I yeah, love it. They, they like every episode has these like amazing moments that you're so happy that you've put in this time to like really experience it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, one small scene next, we see the carries finally figure their shit out. Yeah. Don't yep. fuck with them. Uh, though we do see that, uh, 
Carrie's a female Carrie's hair goes a little gray. Yeah, bad yeah. news. Oh, it's no. never good news when stuff goes gray. Just ask Pete's goatee. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's fucked up, man. He looks distinguished. Yeah, no, totally. Fuck yeah. you, man. It's like I a, look, I it's got a beard, by the way. Was, uh, I used to have a goatee that was many years yeah, no, ago. No, no, he has a beard, and it looks like he uh, was eating a sugary donut. And I'm very happy for him because he loves treats. Yeah, what a lovely. I was talking about the gray goatee that's inside your beard. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's very gray. Nice. <laughs> Uh, what, what else do we need to talk about? So he comes back and he comes clean to Sid. Which yeah, finally. Like, he was yeah, a fi- cat briefly, which was fun. Man, I love that cat stuff. She's so good at playing that cat. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but I, I like this. I like this choice to have David be honest with Sid and not drag it out and yeah, not it was killing me. break apart the relationship. I think they know very well and David and Sid as characters know very well that they are stronger together. And I appreciate that. I feel like a lesser show would go through a season long breakup arc where yeah. eventually they would get back together or they'd get with, together with new people. I but love how smart the show is. Yeah, yeah. Well, it actually lets the characters grow stronger and go on their paths together together versus breaking them apart, which I think is great. Yeah. Uh, here's my other theory that I came up, I thought of at the end of this episode, uh, that perhaps Farouk's plan is to um, body switch with using Sid's powers to body switch. We are shown in this episode with a cat uh, so that the future Sid we're seeing is actually Farouk. Oh, and so the scene, no. that, the scene that Sid has earlier where she's like, man, it's been so long since I've seen you like this is actually Farouk missing old David, the mind that he inhabited for so long. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a great twist if that becomes true. Fuck you, dude. Don't write your own show. All right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think like they are very quick (laughs) to trust future Sid at this point. uh, And Sid is a very reliable character. Again, like Justin saying, it could be somebody else. She could have. Yeah, have you ever been fooled? Her, her power is literally I'm switching just bodies. The whole first season. She could be a cat. That could be a Still fucking very cat, trustworthy. Dude. Oh my you god! You can't trust cats. You can. Yeah, you've trusted cats for years, and what has that gotten you? Yeah, that's a good point. They, uh, they bat you around with a little pause. Yeah, you're no, just a ball of yarn. Can we kid? talk about the end? Can we talk about the goal is to find the monk. Yes. And where's the monk? In the fucked up tea chattering oh, room. Oh, man, I hate when we go in that room. That room is so scary. That is. So uh, they have an entire room full fucked of people <laughs> who have the Shadow King virus. Oh. Uh, that freaks me out. makes you hold on that make you chatter your teeth that oh. sound effect yes so we get it is very terrifying but what if they're just cold oh Dude. maybe it's just the AC what if they're cats yeah. that could be AC could be just turned away chattery up. teeth cats that could be um so after that, uh, well, uh, not after that, but basically we're on a treasure hunt, right? Yes. Um, it's interesting. I feel like in a certain way, even with all of this trippy stuff that's going on, this is a much more straightforward season at this point than it was Agreed. last season. I don't mind that necessarily. I love it. In yeah. Fact. But I do want to see some more, even more mind-bending stuff coming up. And I think no. we're going to get there. It seems no. like every episode they do it, they're, they're planting seeds that I think will lead to more of that mind-bending. Yeah. I, what's nice is it's like, it, it doesn't make you sick of it. It plays with stuff in just enough where it's enjoyable, and then it moves on to more creative stuff. And I, what I like about the show is it's different, but kind of the same. So I hope they don't stay in one thing for too long and you get sick of it. 
Yeah, we'll see. I think we are. I still feel pretty confident, given that there are a bunch more episodes this season, that we're going to wrap up this particular part of the storyline really soon, faster than you expect. And then we're going to get into whatever is next, which might be a Days of Future Past type scenario. We'll see what happens. It's going to be Magneto versus Apocalypse (laughs) with the Phoenix hanging out. All Zorn all day. Oh, sweet. Before we go, as we do every episode, let's talk about what is real. What is something in this episode that you think was real, Justin? I don't know. I'm starting to think it's all real in this season. This mm. season all is all about being real. One thing I thought um, was maybe something that really gave me pause was we see the inside of the basket of basket face, General Fukunaga, briefly, mm-hmm. with all the like monitor screens or whatever. That, to me, was a sp- suspicious shot that I think is going to mean something later. Yeah. Whoa. Pete, what about you? What's real? Uh, I don't know what's real. I think maybe this whole show is... A dream. We're, we're on on a tick's back this whole time. That's what I think it is. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you something I don't think is real, sadly. I think Lenny is not real. Fuck you. It's my that, favorite part of the show. I love Lenny. I'm just saying we didn't really talk don't about take that away too from much. Me. But Lenny confronts the Shadow King and... Yeah, she wants s- a body. Yes, and she wants a body. Thank you, Pete. I love having you as my hype man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm here for. Uh, Who wants to body? Who wants to body? <laughs> Alex. She wants uh, she wants a body. She wants to be real again, but I don't think she is. I don't think there's any aspect of they her now that is Lenny or was Lenny at any point. I think you right. can't take I, Aubrey Plaza away from us. All right, she's going to be on the show. But one of the th- this show is very much about journeys and self discovery and figuring out who you are. And I think part of what we're going to see for Lenny this season is her figuring out if she didn't exist to begin with, what does that make her? Well, that's why I feel like where that's where we're seeing I think Legion's power set from the comics is. Uh, Lenny is an aspect of him that has been mm-hmm. infected into the Shadow King. Uh, one other thing. Did you notice that David's hair is getting taller? With Slowly the, but yes, surely. dude. It's creeping up there. I did not dude, notice that. Yeah. Buy stock in hair gel companies because they're <laughs> going to need to go nuts on this show. Oh, if man. you like the show and other shows that we do, please support them through Patreon, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York at the Pit Loft. That's totally free. Come on by. We'll chat about Legion. We have a bunch of other podcasts, Riverdale After Dark, After Krypton, also Comic Book Club live in our regular feed. Come check them out. Subscribe to them. Rate them. Whatever you guys do, I don't know. Pete, what do we want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about all the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com for the podcast and more. And we'll see you in the future, Justin. Definitely. Uh, Guys, I just got to, I'll be here in five minutes, I swear. Oh, man. God, that's not going to happen. Yeah.